This is the Solutions for Climate Revolution podcast. My name is Francesca and my guests today are Lee Ray Davies and two secondary students of the Green Committee of the Lycee International de Londres, Winston Churchill. Lee is the National Manager for Eco Schools, who is currently adapting the 10 topics in the Eco Schools programme so they can be used at home during COVID-19. On the 24th of March, Lee launched Eco Schools at Home. She is releasing one new adapted topic each week on Tuesdays. The Green Committee, Sana and myself at the Namine Solar Light Company are working together to create a Green Week agenda starting April the 20th to celebrate Earth Day, Wednesday the 22nd of April, to inspire a week of best practice sustainable living. Sana and I have been working together at the Namine Solar Light Company to create a school programme to facilitate young people to reduce global greenhouse gas emissions through personal choices by mitigating energy and resource waste, empowered purchasing to raise awareness about products that cost the earth, and last but by no means least, the ability to contribute to quick and scalable emissions reduction by fundraising and giving children in low-income countries solar lights to replace harmful polluting kerosene lamps so children can do their homework using a light with superior light quality that saves their families money and does not make them ill. Welcome and thank you all so much for joining today. It's given Good Friday and a whole new different meaning for me. Lee, I'm going to ask if you could kick us off and tell us a, a bit about um, what you're doing with Eco Schools and how you're taking it to the next level with Eco Schools at home. And then I'm going to call on the Green Committee for questions and we'll, yeah, we'll start from there. Lee, take it away. Thank you. Thank, well, first of all, thank you for the invite and, and thank you for the questions that you're going to ask as well. So my name is Dave Lee Ray Davis and I manage the Eco Schools programme in England at Keep Britain Tidy. The Eco Schools programme has been running for 25 years in England. We're actually in 67 different nations, the programme. And we've got 20,000 schools in England from nurseries right through to sixth form colleges. And our school, basically, our programme is that a school and its students work through the seven-step framework, and that's international, and they pick several of our 10 eco schools topics to work on now obviously in light of the school closures what we found is that now our schools were having to stop their eco schools work they weren't able to do anything and at the same time a lot of our eco coordinators were still wanting to carry on their work but also kind of provide at home school learning as well so as a former teacher, former geography and environmental science teacher, A-level teacher, what I thought we needed to do was be very proactive. We had children and parents following us on social media as well who were all asking for things that we could do. Myself and my team decided to make this decision, and it was something we've actually always wanted to do, um, to make this um, eco-schools at home set of resources. So every week we, um, on a Tuesday, are launching a different one of our topics. But what we've done is we've picked maybe like five different tasks and actions for each of those topics. And then those five tasks we've differentiated. So if you're at home with preschool children or like guys on the call here are at secondary or A-level level, you can carry out different tasks. Um, that are suitable for you and for your age range and what we've also tried to do is make sure that all of those tasks link into the curriculum the national curriculum and they're all things that you can do that won't cost any money they can be done with resources that you will find in any home and also if we have with the quarantine and the limited um, access that we have to going outside they 
they kind of all can be done inside the home or just within the garden or any open space you might have available to you. That sounds fantastic, Lee. You're just doing such incredible work. Who would like to kick off the first question from the Green Committee? Ladies first. Um, okay. So uh, I'm, um, I'm from the Green Committee from the Lycée International uh, School of London, uh, Winston Churchill. And I'm part of the Green Committee with other students of my school. And so this year we really wanted to organize a Green Week, which really resembles uh, what um, the Eco Homes uh, project uh, aims for. Um, so we didn't really get a chance to see any feedback uh, well, shared by online students engaging in the Eco Home project. So do you know how some of the responses and reactions have, have been so far? Yes, so what we asked, so I should point out as well, this isn't just Eco Schools England that's doing the Eco Schools at home. We all, myself and the national managers from all of the other nations, decided that this was something that we were all going to do. And we all said that we'd ask people to use the hashtag Eco Schools at home. Because obviously we can't be asking people to eat, we can't email schools and get in touch that way. So we've been monitoring the whole thing across social media. And because we'd asked people to um, carry out anything that they've done and hashtag that in, we've been able to track um, what's been happening. Now, one of the things that we were really keen or I was very keen to do is as a former teacher, anytime we make a resource, we want to know if it's working or not. So when we launched the very first one, Biodiversity, we were really, really clear and said, please, we would like you to get in touch if you think we need to make improvements to this. Um, we've never done this before. You guys have never done this before. So we were really open and asking for feedback. And amazing, absolutely amazingly, we've not had a single negative point or raise, which I find phenomenal. Now, the Biodiversity one, just to kind of give you an idea, within... We launched um, that as the first one. We've already just on Twitter had um, 10,000 impressions of that handout and that resource. We know, um, and what's been wonderful is the, the people have shared images, but we can on the images that their children that have done things at home with their parents, the tasks, or their teachers that are still um, fantastic, amazing teachers that are staying in and teaching the children of the key workers and are using them um, outside of the curriculum so everything has been on social media and just things like the amount of times that the resource has been shared or we might find schools from other nations have hashtagged us in or or even some of our schools from England have been downloading resources from some of our eco schools partners in Scotland and Wales and, and globally which is great we want people to do as much as they can uh, yeah that's amazing so well first one to congratulate you that's a great idea and really supporting it and uh, i just wanted to could you, like recapitulate what the 10 different themes were because we saw yeah. we saw it mentioned on the website but we missed out like on the actual uh different subjects going on yeah project. sure so um our 10 eco schools topics are biodiversity energy and global citizenship now those three have so far been released um, no. Tuesday will be released in the Healthy Living, then the Litter, Marine, School Grounds, which will be Home Grounds, uh, Transport, Waste and Water. So we'll have 10 weeks worth of resources and like we say, three weeks have already been released out there. 
but something like the global citizenship one that um, I released on Tuesday. I was really keen that this was something that obviously because it's the, the Easter break and a lot of us may be traveling or visiting relatives or kind of going on holidays. So what we wanted to do with the global citizenship one is make an Eco Schools World Tour. Um, so we were encouraging our schools in England and parents um, to log on to the global Eco Schools program and have a look on the map of the different nations and then decide and pick maybe two or three countries that run the Eco Schools program and find out different things about that nation. So things varied from like the plants and animals in that particular country, uh, and we were linking that to the science curriculum and the art curriculum. We were asking them to find out about the climate and the weather and climate change, and obviously that's linked to, to the geography curriculum. We were doing like asking them to find out his simple things like is eco schools um said the same and written using the same letters in the different nations um so they might their eco schools at home hashtag might be written in a different way for for different countries in europe so we were asking them to have a look and see if they could find that then we were also asking people to think about the culture and the food and the music and have a look if there were any artists recording artists in different countries who were maybe writing songs or poetry or producing art linked to climate change and is there something that they could recreate as well at home so every one of those topics will have a variety of different tasks with the topic as the main theme but all kind of linked to stuff that you would have to do in school as well oh all right yeah that's yeah. really beautiful and um regarding like the the global citizenship uh, learning resource we thought it was also a really wonderful part of the programme as it kind of, as secondary students, the way we see it, it was kind of expands like the individual, individual view of environmental actions to a whole nationwide perspective. Mm -hmm. And so it really gives out like this, this sense of international unity like any environmental movement or project obviously needs. And um, it kind of made us think as we were discussing with Francesca and Namine uh, all our ideas yesterday that it kind of, or it definitely merges with the, the idea of, of global citizenship that uh, Namine has with, with schools and universities in Africa. And um, looking at both the, the energy section and the global citizenship, citizenship section, we thought also as in kind of a, a or putting forward an idea for you, it's also very interesting to see how uh, international, internationally other uh, countries um, uh, manage their, their energy resources, as in yeah. if it's in Afri African schools or uh, back over here in the UK, it's very interesting as from the merging the global citizenship perspective and the energy perspective, the students kind of go out and see and check out how, well, then linking it back to, to Namine, how students in Africa uh, are um, using uh, these energy resources, particularly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, interested in what Francesca thinks of this and also Lee. I think it's interesting as well what you were saying there in that actually, although I'm releasing these topics weekly, like this one is energy and then global citizenship, actually one of the big things about the Eco Schools programme is it's very hard to actually do one of our topics in isolation because something like we don't actually have a climate change topic because I actually believe all 10 of our topics linked to climate change and there are elements mm. 
shouldn't be looking at things in isolation. So what you're saying there about linking energy and global citizenship is perfect. Look at ways that you can link and you can tie the things together. So obviously how, so our partners in maybe like in Eco Schools Ghana or Kenya or even South Africa might be doing things slightly differently with their Eco Schools at home um, resources because they have to adapt to things differently. Not everybody might have access and be lucky enough to be able to get on the internet to download the resources or to do like we're doing now. So we have to look and, and adapt how we do things. And that's what's great. And, and that's what makes it a really innovative program that we actually listen to what you guys so i'm always super keen to hear about projects because you can never stop learning with eco schools there's always something new so when we hear about actions and activities like you're doing that's fantastic it's brilliant and i'm always up for it. if you've got ideas send them through to me the more you get the better All right um as you were saying so uh, adapting eco schools uh, well, to at home is a real challenge i think uh, mm -hmm. And I think you've noted it, noticed it as well, um, especially because all students don't live in the same conditions at home. Because uh, at school they're all in the same in the same in the same place with the same values and teachers, so they can really share this. But at home, uh, the students are more separated. So I I find it really positive that this new program has has the goal to engage students of all ages and social backgrounds, as you said. Uh, uh, students from all countries really are participating in this project. So it's, mm -hmm. it's really empowering. Um, so what I wanted to ask is, is this project temporary or will it go on after the confinement of the COVID-19 so that students who don't have the chance of acting through their schools can also act uh, ecologically uh, at home and, and show you uh, all of their improvements? Oh, definitely. No, definitely, definitely. I mean, this was something, one of our, because you have to work through the seven steps to get the International Green Flag Award. And one of the steps is, step five for us is informing and involving. And it's about a school trying to get as many people involved in their eco-schools actions. And it could be parents, or it could be local businesses, or the local authority. Um, and so we've always kind of wanted to make some extra resources to help schools. And we were kind of thinking something like an eco-schools homework task and things like that. So actually, this, we're going to look at this as a positive because it's made us have to create those resources sooner rather than later. So we were always going to create these. And the feedback that we've had and, and we know that they're getting used is, is so wonderful and overwhelming and positive that we will definitely, definitely be keeping these. What we might do is obviously it's, it's called Eco Schools at Home. And I, I really, I think we'll just keep that hashtag and we'll probably keep these resources. We'll leave them out there. We'll make them available for teachers once schools and everything is back up and running. We'll make them available for schools to um, print off and send home as a homework or, or an action or something like that. So, yeah, we're definitely, there will be a legacy from this. And I don't just think that's for us as well. I think we've got to really consider kind of, I think teaching's going to change, isn't it? We're having a lot, I mean, exams have been cancelled. We've had to do all remote teaching. Think it's made us realize we we need to be a bit more proactive we use social media more as well 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 personally me no but i do see definitely the the way in which there's a transition in um, education and generally i think around all job sectors mm. like realizing how how we can use uh, utilize online resources has definitely changed yeah and we kind of made the decision as well with our resources in 
we kind of sometimes, and you'll know yourself when you're in class, we have our little teacher talk and we'll use things like, so when we started making the resources, we said, oh, for key stage one, key stage two, and so on. But actually, as a parent, sometimes, and if English isn't your first language as well, mm. you might not understand what key stage one and key stage two is. So we, were, we kind of wrote our resources so that if you weren't from within teaching or from within the education sector, it was really clear. So we wrote nurseries instead of early years and foundation. We just literally tried to use terminology that was very, very simple um, to understand. And also, if a child downloaded it themselves, certainly from primary age, they, they could use that resource and they wouldn't have to necessarily go to parents to help them and, and to get the things to do it. They could read it themselves and work through the tasks. And we have divided things up into like certainly primary and secondary college. But actually, yeah, we saw that. Hmm. Yeah, the second, the primary children, if they really wanted to, they could really push themselves into um, doing some of the secondary actions as well. We're not saying you must only do this. And things like with the global citizenship, we said only pick two countries just because we didn't want it to be overwhelming. But if somebody wanted to pick a different country for every task and really broaden what they were doing, wonderful. It's completely open to what the children, the parents or the teachers that are using these resources want to do. And I think they take a while to create. It's, it, you have to kind of sit there and when you create the resource, you have to think what is all the negatives of why this wouldn't work. And then you have to work backwards and try and look at ways that you can adapt and then make it so that it can be done in a variety of different situations. So the resource itself looks very, very simple. And that was one of the other things as well. We didn't want to overwhelm and put too much out there. And we were also very keen to not put it out on Monday because everybody was releasing things on Monday and we didn't want it to get lost. And we thought putting it out on a Tuesday evening We've settled in for the week and um, putting it out. And if a parent, you can maybe download, have a look at it, decide which ones that you wanted to use with your children or kind of if you were going to adapt them to yourself slightly, that you could then start with them on Wednesday. And then also we just said, look, actually, we don't want these resources to be just for something that you do during the school day. Actually, you could do some of them over weekend. And certainly the global citizenship one, like we said, it's the Eco Schools World Tour. We're, we're going to carry on releasing them over these two periods when everybody is actually out of school or technically would be off school on holiday because it shouldn't be restricted to school time when you can do these tasks. I think that it's everything, I'm just taken back by everything that's going on here. It's just amazing. The, what you're doing is just incredible. And it's so, it's, I think it's just so becoming of the time for the moment that people are looking for ways in which we can, we can live sustainably inside, at home. It's, 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 it's transitioning to every, every stage of life. And I love the idea that mm. it's, it's when you, you don't just do one topic, even if you focus on one topic, because they're also interlinked. It's, it's very much like the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. They're all interlinked with one another. You can't do one without without affecting another and doing good with another. And I think it's it is you're right. It's so it's incredible. It's not just for, for for young people in schools. It's it's for everybody at all ages. And I think it's 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 just fabulous what you're doing. Are there any more questions? How how are you guys how are you guys doing? Well, can I ask you guys a question? Um, I I would love to know what you would like i mean so something like the transport topic that we've got coming up 
I'm always open, like, have you got suggestions for things that we could do? I mean, these could be ideas for actions or they just could be things in general from, for the programme because we can't be static at eco-schools and, and just because we're teachers or I've been managing the programme, actually the ideas that we get from out there, some of the best eco-schools ideas I've heard might be from a five-year-old child that we've gone round and done a green oh. oh, wow. And they're just so amazing and sometimes so simple but so like you can adapt them and, and, and change them. So if you've got any ideas and, and we shout this out not just to, to everybody that's listening on, on the podcast is get in touch and tell us we, we definitely definitely want to hear what you're doing we've got mm-hmm. suggestions so i mean like we say transport or we've got the marine topic coming up have you got ideas that i'm going to say that i can borrow <laughs> all right well i'd say that um one of the difficulties as uh, the green committee in our school is really mobilizing all the students because mm. the students in our committee and the other green committee because there are two at our school one for the primary students and one for the secondary students so apart from these who are really motivated and passionate about mm-hmm. making changes i think that something hard is uh, mobilizing the other students and showing them that um that we need to change and that uh, changing isn't necessarily something negative and that it can be really positive and I think that your your program really shows how positive and uh, eye-opening um, learning about the environment and uh, biodiversity marine life and all of that uh, can be so that's really positive but um, maybe um, um, there could be a part uh, to to help the the green committees or green mm-hmm. Uh, green students at school to help them uh, uh, send their message through their school to send the message to the teachers the staff um, just maybe a little feedback or help in in that way yeah yeah so we have part of when you apply for your green flag application you actually have to have like an eco schools notice board in the school uh, where you display all of your information and you actually have to send us a picture of that eco board and, and so we can see what you've been up to but what we're finding more and more now is obviously if the school is wanting to become paper free plastic free then a lot of these notice boards are electronic um, so we what we do is when you register to become an eco school um, you're, you need a teacher who's like your eco coordinator who's wonderful because in England nobody has to be an eco school everybody just volunteered 20,000 people have volunteered to do it so that eco coordinator will log on and then what they'll find is there's lots and lots of additional resources on your schools like little courses that you can use to help you so there are things like templates of letters that you guys could um, write and send out to parents or you could actually write and send out to local residents to let them know that your school is not a school and they might see you going out litter picking um, in front of the school or if they've got any kind of resources they might want to donate to help you with your eco school work and things like that um, but I agree totally when you on your eco schools sometimes it's just like you guys a, a, a kind of dedicated few that are giving up your good friday to come and speak to me <laughs> but in actual fact one of the things we say is although it's green what we try to do is we we focus on being you don't have to be super super environmental to make an impact and actually lots and lots of children in a school or students in a high school doing lots of small little things 
when you add them all up, actually becomes a huge impact. And I'd recommend as well on your eco committee, invite mm-hmm. in maybe the head teacher occasionally, um, some of the catering staff, um, maybe people from the governors or anybody that supports your school. Invite them to come in. Maybe diff- maybe somebody like the head of the maths department who you wouldn't normally think of working with in an environmental kind of task within a school. Ask them to come in and try and find out things that they might be doing. So like we're doing now, give them a bit of an interview and say, look, as head teacher, how can you help us? Or as head of the maths or the foreign languages department, how do you think you can maybe get involved? Or is, are you doing things? Um, when I used to teach, I, I was the eco-coordinator and we, um, we kind of, the students were like, well, we didn't think anything was being recycled in the school and, and the college. And actually when we got in our facilities team, they said, yes, it is all being recycled, but we don't have the recycle bins. It all gets spotted somewhere else. And the students are like, oh, we just didn't know. And so then we went to the art department and the art department weren't really involved with us. We asked them to make some nice stickers for the dustbins that we could stick on to say 100% of this or, and so on is going to be recycled. And so from one meeting, we managed to get the facilities team, the eco committee and a brand new and the new section of the art department and actually the media department got involved as well uh, on one little project to do with dustbins. So try and think outside the box and invite people into your meetings. Yeah, yeah, we we can really like relate to this in every way because uh, mm-hmm. as we well, firstly started taking steps towards the whole eco school program recently, mm-hmm. but everything everything you really like just told right now about um, meeting different people of our school and just discovering what the staff was about and, and students and teachers is really something we're we've, we're developing right now as a committee in our school, and it's also mm-hmm. interesting you mentioned briefly. Um, Paper, uh, going paperless and going plasticless and so on because our school is uh, using iPads right now mm-hmm. and also like going back to uh, you asking propositions for ideas I think something was worth mentioning mentioning that we already did like uh, in our school is digital pollution uh, as a subject generally as a topic which is which is kind of ironic right now because in confinement we are using uh, our iPads and, and gen- generally um, electronic devices uh, much more but I think it is worth just like uh, something you can you can touch on um, the way just like you can take really really like little steps to reduce digital pollution and overall on the planet right now the way it is um, the weight it has on on global pollution is like well right now planes are stopped but um, it is going above the the uh, aviation industry so yeah just worth mentioning that mm, that's good I like this idea of digital pollution that's a good idea I like that may I ask oh sorry may I ask by digital pollution do you mean the emissions from emails and things like that or do you mean actually the pollution of uh, an old device that's not being used oh no uh, as in digital pollution I think well it's going to appear in many forms but the way I, I was uh, thinking about right now is t- uh, data uh, well, data and the the, the um, uh, use of any um, electronic device or mostly smartphones and smart devices because of the immense amount of data that's uh, all stored on um, uh, as in all, in all these data storages that have to be um, powered 
and the electric electricity oh. consumption actually mm. gets like it's it's frightening when because we really don't think about it of course and it's it's unfortunate it's another problem added to the general um uh climate crisis but mm. um it is one of the like let's say least uh quite frightening because it's just a matter of using this less or deleting this data and so on but the amount of data is just left hanging in this huge imaginary data bin we can like think of it does have a huge mass and it does like in terms of uh industries that pollute mostly that i said before it does go over um aviation and so on so it well if you're interested in, in thinking about that uh, around eco schools well yeah just a quick, quick proposition I yeah super no sorry Lee. there's um, an app called um clean fox which you can yeah, download yeah, yeah. on your phone that helps you delete emails that you don't read anymore because i didn't realize this until might have been last year but yeah emails that i've just been subscribing to that i haven't been been able to, or had time to open they they have a carbon footprint as does everything it's something that i didn't even mm. think about before and i was like oh my gosh no so i downloaded clean clean Fox and then got rid of all the emails that i don't that i don't that i don't read because it's um yeah everything has an embodied carbon and i still been doing this for almost 15 years now and i, I it's everything absolutely everything has a carbon footprint yeah. so digital yeah. pollution is is a really thing thank, thank mm. you so much for mentioning that yeah no worries yeah i like that i think i'll have a look and see how i can um pull something together and for the waste resource that we're releasing towards the end of um may i'll have, I'll have a think about that thank you see if there's something we but, can uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a minor idea of course but like compared to the other things you have but just no, 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 nobody's any ideas are great. Any that sounds like such a teacher thing, doesn't it? Every every idea, every question is good, but it's <laughs> anything, anything like this. And I like say, I've been doing this now teaching for years, and I've been the eco schools manager for four years. Never come up before, never popped into my head before this idea that we could do something with digital pollution and and obviously everything that's going on at the moment. So no, it's wonderful, it's great. This is this is what we mean when you when you sit down with each other and have a chat. This is like how you might have your eco committee meetings to begin with. First of all, is yeah, just together cool. your ideas, getting people in. And one of the things that we asked you to do at the very start of your eco schools program is like an environmental review that we've created. And it's linked to all 10 of the eco schools topics and you guys go around and you audit your school you you kind of carry out like an environmental audit on the school and you can give yourself scores as, as to how it's doing and we've actually made that suitable as well we've done a version for nursery children to do with smiley faces and sad faces so everybody can do it because the program is totally student-led and you find out so then you sit down at your eco committee meeting and go well, actually, we were better on that than we thought we were going to be, um, or we thought we were really good in this area, but actually we aren't. So maybe that's the, the one that we need to focus on, because for your green flag, your first green flag on three of the topics, but like we said before, right at the start, it's very, very hard to work on them separately. So you might end up on three topics, but in working on another two as well at the same time because of the, the the tasks and the actions that you want to do all right, all right. yeah i think that's the, one of the beauty uh, beautiful things about um being good for the environment is um when you do one thing you inevitably end up helping something else because of the the beautiful circular everything that nature provides us so it's, it's i love mm -hmm. that i love how the programs that 
eco school are doing and that we're trying to do with the Namale Solar Light Company is it's all about yeah looking at what nature looking at what nature gives us and how can we replicate that how can we enhance it and how can we protect it and it's 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 beautiful and, and, we, and we never ever say that um so the uh, the, the, the way green flag is by working through the seven steps and there's certain criteria that you have to do for them now we ask you to pick three topics for your first green flag or five topics for a renewal but actually within those topics we don't think that's compulsory it's entirely because it's a student-led program it is entirely up to you guys what you want to do so you as a first green flag school that's kind of a through school with primary right through to secondary you might want to do something like a couple of litter picks. Um, your primary children might work on one project, you might work on the other one, or you might work on the same project, but you guys take it to a slightly different level and are perhaps more involved in doing project work outside of the school linked to that topic as well. So when you go for your first green flag, it might feel like you've not really done that much or had a big impact, but actually you have because your first green flag sometimes is the consolidation of, of pulling everything together and getting your ideas set up so that then because you have to read that's the other thing you have to renew your green flag every two years because you can't just say well that's it we've done we've got our green flag we've done our project we're always looking for what other little things you can do to improve and and one of the steps is monitoring and evaluation and can i just say afraid if something doesn't work if you plan that you want to do for your eco schools and it's a task and it doesn't happen how you expected it that's great because what you need to do is the whole idea of growth mindset if it's you wanted to do a campaign to recycle or to do something and and there was actually only you guys were involved but what's more valuable is like, well, actually, we found out the people from year eight weren't really involved or the people from this group weren't really involved. So if we're going to do it again, let's think of some more engaging ways to get that year group or those people in. So if stuff doesn't work, that's great in some ways. It helps you have a think about how you can adapt it and how you can make it better next time. I think that's beautifully said, Lee. It's, um yeah, it's all about um, yeah, not trying is the only fail. I think that's that's the such, yes. a, such great <laughs> advice and such a, a great thing. I'm always trying to remind myself of as well. It's um, yeah, if you don't try, you'll never succeed. So that's beautiful. And we also as well. I mean, we ask you to make an action plan of what you're going to do, and we love to see those action plans. We actually ask people to upload their action plan as a photo or scan it or something rather. It up because we love plans that have been scribbled out a new section added or that didn't work or somebody else has got involved and it's a working document um, and we really it's great when you see them coming in from primary schools as well where like the the kind of the the first year or the reception have had their own little task and you see little bits of handwriting or little ticks on the environmental review that is great we would much rather see that than typed up prepared because it shows that the children really really did it and that they were really really taking part it wasn't done by a teacher or it wasn't done by a consultancy company that had come in and said what environmental review for you it's done by you guys brilliant it's a program Amazing. for students by students yeah. for the world it's fantastic i just it's it's totally 
emphasizes a beautiful quote that I love by Nelson Mandela, if you want to change the world, you have to change education. And I think it's um, something that we're all trying to champion here. And uh, I'm just super proud to be part of this conversation. It's just wonderful. Yeah, us too. And we, we won't hesitate as we're going forward with our uh, own plans and which are really similar to the idea of eco homes. We won't hesitate to forward it to students or just chat to it about our, 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 our staff and teachers at school or anything. Because it is a really, really amazing idea too. And personally, yeah. for our, both for our own inspiration, we'll, we'll always be checking back at it. So thanks. Why don't you see if you can get invited? Because as teachers, we will have like staff and curriculum meetings where the different departments will sit down and we'll discuss. Why don't you speak to your head or different departments and say, can we just come in um, and speak to the teachers at one of your next teacher meetings and explain to you what we're doing? And see if anybody else is interested in supporting us, or it might be um, that you've got a teacher who you wouldn't necessarily have thought. It might be a teacher that doesn't teach you that actually in the outside of school they're working on all these different projects and they didn't know that that you guys were interested in doing it so maybe see if you can get into meetings where you've got all the different curriculum areas it can be a bit scary at first but just go in and go look guys we're doing this. do you think there's any way you could in class or have you got links or have you have you got things you've got to teach on your curriculum that could somehow be linked to kind of what we're doing and what we're planning on doing. And it's a nice way to get another member of staff involved and not just mainly like, if you've got like an eco coordinator, it's usually, not always, but it's usually like a geography teacher or a science teacher. But if you can get like, I don't know, like a mu the music department involved and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, we, we won't hesitate. We've uh, already like tried on our side with um, the art teachers, but we also have contacts uh, in the like director board which are definitely interested so thanks to apples that's brilliant i think communication is communication is key yeah so it's um thanks lee that was a great point as that i think um yeah yeah it's really a key especially to um create a community around uh the environment and and trying to find solutions because i think that uh if we all work together i think maybe we will find more solutions. So it's, thank you for that. It's really important to create communities. And I think that this, uh, this program, the Eco Homes and Eco Schools is really helping, helping create communities um, in schools. So that's really positive. Hmm. And we always kind of refer to, although e Eco Schools is the largest educational program in the world, not just environmental, like educational program, but it actually can feel a little bit like a, I'm sorry, it's a bit cheesy, but it's a little bit like a family, because what's great, you're going to be doing this and you're going to be working through to get your Eco Schools green flag. And there's 66 other nations with schools all doing exactly the same thing as you. They're all going through the same seven steps. They're all probably having same conversations you're, you're not alone what you're trying to do is you're you're part of a much much bigger movement um, and kind of, you might make that little step but there's 20,000 other eco schools in England and they're all doing the same as you so that will be a big impact so no it's great thank, thank you guys for for doing it and kind of giving up your time and you when you've got your commitments for your curriculum and other things that you've got to do so it's great thank you um, I just have a question. So uh, this new module for Eco Home, is that uh, a possible opportunity for, for students at home 
who aren't part of a school which is an eco school um, to actually uh, make part uh, in this project and uh, and and share with the other schools, or is this really uh, only for schools that are already registered as eco schools? No, anybody can do this. Anybody at all. We, that's the thing with eco. If you are not a registered eco school and you want to use our resources, that is not a problem for us because ultimately we're not we we're doing eco. We're not running eco schools as a company or a business. We're all here, and it's the same in all of the other nations to make a difference. And we all want to support young people to make a difference. So if you're not a registered eco school and you come across the resources you can use them. So where we've placed them on the website is on the news section of the website so anybody can access them. And I also put them across all of our social media channels. If you are a homeschool or you've always been homeschooled, again, use these resources and, and really kind of um, make yourself a, a, an eco home. Now, obviously the green flag that we award and we give out is a, is a big flag and <laughs> it's a big flag that needs to be flying somewhere. So obviously we don't, we wouldn't award a home, a green flag, but we have got no problems with those people, kind of families working together through seven steps and process to make their home and their life more environmental and more eco. I love the idea of seeing just loads of green flags across the entirety of, of, of the world <laughs> on all the homes that, have, that are doing eco-schools at home. I think that would be fabulous. Yeah, that would be good. Because one of, the other, one of the things that we do is when, I mean, obviously we've had to suspend this just for the moment, but when you apply for your green flag, you, you guys will fill in like this online application form. It will come to us, we'll desk assess, and then we've got several hundred um, um, volunteers who give up their time to go in and visit your school and they go in for a couple of hours and they have a little walk and a talk to school and it's your chance to kind of show somebody externally they can come in and they can visit and it's your opportunity to show off the work that you've been doing towards that so obviously that's one of the things one of the other ways in we can't have eco schools homes getting them because we don't and our assessors knocking on your door and saying we've come your eco board, that type of thing. So um, when you have your green flag assessment visit, it is called an assessment, but it's actually, I'd like to call it a celebration. So you can, mm. in and, and actually what we, we are going to encourage is everybody that's doing these at home tasks now is when everything's back to normal and schools are up and running again, take in your resources and show them to your teachers to show them that you've done it. And if your teachers go, well, we're not a registered eco school, uh, and the, the children can say, well, actually, look, we've done loads of stuff for the programme already. So can we register, please? That's wonderful. I think that's mm -hmm. brilliant. Amazing. Mm. Is, are there any more questions for Lee? And Lee, do you have any more questions for our Green Committee? No, no, no. You think we're Guys, doing all right? Anything else for me? I think so either. We kind of like, ran around, went around the points we were planning on uh, asking and, well, we can definitely discuss other subjects, but I don't think there's any more questions on this one. Brilliant. Well, should we wrap it up there and everyone can get back to enjoying their sunny, their sunny Good Friday? It's just been yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Thank you all so, so much. It's definitely been super insightful on Sana and my end, and I hope it's been really eye-opening for, for Lee and eye-opening yeah. for, for our Green Committee.
Yes, thank you so much. No, yeah. thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks for Sweet. thanks for the questions. Wonderful. Well, I wish you all the, a very happy Easter. Stay safe and super look forward to chatting to you all again soon about how we can continue to save the world. Great. Amazing. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. I take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. Bye.